Hello, this is Ebony Shade, back again with Healing Together. Yes, so today's topic, we were we are going to talk about um, blame shifting and abuse. So if you found this podcast, clearly something's not quite right in your relationship. Um, and I want to just talk a little bit about how the blame-shifting trauma bond cycle starts. So, you know, whenever you're dealing with a highly manipulative person or an abuser, they will lie, they will rewrite history, um, they will make you feel as though you are crazy, and they will pretty much blame-shift and have you feeling as though you are the cause of their actions. Whether they yell and scream at you, whether they are emotionally abusive to you, or even physically, um, they'll tell the story as if, if you hadn't provoked them, they wouldn't have done that to you. And that is why many victims get caught up in a cycle of trauma, because there is a reward, abuse, and then another reward that you'll receive in that cycle. So let me explain a little bit deeper how that works. It's kind of like if you have a dog. The dog pees in the house. You spank the dog, right? The dog go pees outside. You give him a treat, right? Because the dog is doing what you want it to do. So then you train the dog now to go outside. And, you know, they know that if I pee in the house, I'm going to get a spanking. If I go outside and pee outside, we're going to get a treat. So it's very similar to that. You know, that may have been a bad example, but that's how these highly manipulative people train you, is that um, they give you a reward, you know, especially if they have money or something like that. They'll use that as a manipulation tool, like, okay, I'm going to talk to other women or I'm going to, you know, have my phone on Do Not Disturb and you're going to notice it. But if you argue with me, I'm going to make sure you wish that you never did. Um, if you don't argue with me, I may give you an allowance, or I may take you shopping, or I may buy you something nice, you know, for not arguing with me and letting me get away with all of my, my bad deeds, right? So that's how it works. And then sometimes they'll even go as far as to totally abuse you, put their hands on you, strike you, say the most vile things they could possibly say, and then they'll come back with three dozen roses or some chocolate-covered strawberries or something like that to throw you off kilter. So that's the whole um, punishment-reward cycle. You know, we love rewards. We hate punishment. So once you've punished us and then you deliver this great reward, we're like, we want more of the reward. Um, and they also, if they feel like they've gone too far with the punishment, They'll do what's called a love bomb, where everything will be all about you. They're laughing at your jokes. They're taking you to dinner. They're buying you roses. They're buying you gifts. They're doing everything that you could possibly want. But when they're, when they're ready to start abusing you again, they'll start abusing you again, right? And it won't stop until you get out of that situation because you'll be caught in a vicious cycle and, you know, those serotonin levels go up, um, 
even when with the arguments and with the love bombing, the serotonin levels go up. So you're addicted. It's almost like being on a sugar high. You're addicted to that roller coaster. And that's why many people cannot get out of abusive relationships. But you are definitely in an abusive relationship. If you've even found this and you're questioning it, you're definitely in one. And you're not crazy. And it's never anyone's fault how they choose to behave. You couldn't have cooked dinner any differently for him not to go off on you. Um, you couldn't have got home any earlier. You couldn't have answered the phone any faster. Those were all his or her own reactions to stuff that is minuscule. Because a lot of times these blow-ups, these big blow-ups and these arguments are over things that have that aren't even big deals. But the person has a highly manipulative personality. Sometimes they're just outright abusive, outright mean, or just want to control you. Because that, that inner child in there is telling them they're not worthy of love. You know, or, you know, they've got to manipulate people just to get it. The sad reality is that a lot of the victims here would have loved the person anyway if they were their normal selves. But, you know, abusers feel like they have to trick you into loving them or, or tear you down so you'll stay with them. And that's not the case. Um, so I hope this, this is, has helped someone really come to grips with what's going on with them. The person you're with is highly is likely a highly manipulative person you did not cause abuse you are caught in a cycle called trauma bonding where you know you're addicted to the highs and lows the reward and punishment cycle so what you'll have to do is just go no contact full turkey get out of there that's the only way you're going to get over it. I've known people that have gone through this cycle for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, I myself had gone through the cycle for four long years. And I wasted all those years that I'll never get back, you know, in an abusive situation. So if you can stop it, if you can help yourself, please, please, please go no contact with these highly manipulative people. Because they'll still so much from you like your time things that are intangible that you can never ever ever get back well i hope this has helped you um if you have any comments or questions please feel free to reach out to me um, and again this is ebony shade signing off peace and love hi i'm back again with another episode uh, this episode i'd really like to talk about dealing with the humiliation uh, from being in an abusive relationship. Um, you know, some, some days and some nights are going to be harder days um, in your healing process. I mean, you may replay some of the things that were said to you in your mind. You may even have, you know, a sickening feeling in your stomach. And you may be fully regretful, you know, about how everything went down or how you didn't stand up for yourself. Or you may even think that you're to blame because so much mental manipulation took place in that abusive relationship. What I'm going to do today is just walk you through some different ways to help you heal from that humiliation. Um, and one of the, the first ways is to really think about what happened 
and write down some of the things that were said to you. And then the next step, I want you to write down three things that are in opposition of what was said to you. For example, if you have kids with an abusive partner, they may tell you, oh, you're a bad mother. Um, so you'd want to write that down, you're a bad mother. But then you'd want to cross it out with a pen, preferably a red pen. And I want you to write down three things that show that you're a great mother. I read stories to my children every day. I kiss and hug my children and tell them I love them every day. My children are happy. When I ask them, they tell me that they are happy. You know, things like that. So you have to, with every one thing that that abusive partner has said to you, I want you to write down three things in opposition of what they have said. And then I want you to go back and read it. And I want you to understand that the things in opposition of what they have said to you are the actual reality. Now when we're dealing with the humiliation, that's a tough one because that's an internal feeling. Um, you feel angry, you feel embarrassed, you, you feel bad. And it's not always an easy feeling to get rid of, right? So what you have to do with that is understand that you don't live your life for other people's approval. And any type of behavior that may have embarrassed you or hurt you, it was more of a reflection of that person and less of a reflection on you as a person. For example, if you're out and you see someone yelling at another person, or you've been at a restaurant and you've seen you know, a manager yelling at an employee, do you immediately look at the employee and think, wow, so humiliating or do you think what an asshole or what a jerk that boss is to do that in front of all these people so just know that there's never a need to feel humiliated because we don't live by the opinions of others and we have to understand an abusive partner will say and do anything to try to bring down your self-esteem with the goal in mind of making you feel so low that you never leave them right so you, th this entire process is about countering all those negative thoughts, those feelings of humiliation, and replacing them with positive feelings and understanding that their bad behavior is not a reflection of you. It's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection of their poor character. So they're the ones that should feel humiliated they're the ones that should be embarrassed, and they're the ones at fault for the bad behavior. Another way to deal with, you know, humiliation from those types of relationships are to make sure that you show gratitude and write down a list of all the things you love about yourself. Think about all your strengths. And also, remember to surround yourself with people who feel that same way about you. Now, what I have noticed that in abusive relationships, some people not only have an abusive partner they're with, they'll have abusive friend groups they're in as well. So sometimes they'll receive double abuse. 
they'll they'll deal with one thing from the person they're supposed to love and then they'll go to these friend groups and they'll talk about you know what's happened to them and sometimes the friend groups will re-abuse you because it's an interesting thing that happens sometimes in our society where if someone is abused uh, oftentimes the person the victim does not get any type of sympathy at all you'll find that people feel like okay if they if this person has abused them then they're worthless and I can abuse them too you know but those are the type of people that you should separate yourself from and you know who they are because anyone who cares about you and is truly a friend and who should truly be part of your intimate friend group will say supportive things during those times they're not going to kick you while you're down or pour salt in your wounds. That is not a friend. Now, a lot of them aren't going to pacify you and say, oh, stay, it'll get better and things like that. No, they're going to be honest with you about what's going on, but they're not going to re-abuse you. They're not going to call you names. They're not going to say, yeah, it probably was your fault. What were you doing to them? They're not going to do those types of things. So be careful when you're out here and you're involved in these abusive relationships, you've got to understand that that is literally an alternate reality that is not actually happening. You know, that is the abuser's reality. All the lies, all the humiliation, you know, the embarrassment, um, that is their reality, but it doesn't have to be yours. And remember, it's never a reflection of who you are, it's a reflection of them and who they are and the poor character that they chose to exhibit at that time. I hope this podcast helps someone today. Um, please like or subscribe and I hope to hear from you guys. Comments. Thank you.